0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back everyone to Let's Talk Trash. We are so excited to be here with you today. Oh my gosh, can I tell you the opposition for us to come together and to even have this conversation with you was crazy. All week long, and so the panel and I are hyped like we have not been hyped before because we know when opposition starts to come like it has come this week that we are on to something incredible. And so today, I want to start talking to you. We have been traveling on this road. Can you believe we are at episode 11? Today, this is incredible. And so we have made our way through a lot of the elements of trash. And so I want to talk to you about self. Mm. I've actually been waiting for this the entire time. I have been chomping at the bit to have this conversation with you and i want to i want to set the stage for this conversation with a thought and as i thought about putting this together and preparing for this and really just being still and and bringing all my thoughts together this is the thought i landed on for us morphing oneself into unrecognizable versions To satisfy the expectations and needs of other people, it is absolutely exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. When I thought back on my own journey to this point, I found myself in that morphing. I found myself trying to fit the needs of other people at various times of life. And guess what? At the end of the day, I might have met their expectations, but I was indeed in a cycle of perpetual burnout because I was mentally and emotionally exhausted in the service of other people. Why? Because it takes hard work to become something you are not. Most people find that out the hard way, and I was one of them, that that's a never Ending cycle. And you always feel like the square peg being forced into the round hole. And the key that never turns the lock, the outcast, the out of touch with who you really are and what you want from your life. And the problem with all of this is that. I was doing it to myself. And I'm going to be real with you. You're doing it to yourself. (laughs) Accommodating all of the things that you should be eliminating. And now we talked about accommodations the last two episodes. So you get what I'm talking about. And it is important as we take this view of self to really start to think about what am I accommodating that I should be eliminating. And hopefully you can see at this point the interconnectedness of all of the components that represent trash. They feed off of each other. And guess what? You're the prey. And in these next episodes, it might hurt a little bit. This gonna be some ouch and some sting as we have this conversation, but we must have it because we have to get to the heart of the matter. And how you see yourself is the key to unlocking your future. Community, I'm ready to deal with it today. And this is Let's Talk Trash with Valerie Cheney. Let's get after it. And so in the acronym of trash, the S as you figured out is self. And the perception of self is so essential to all of life that I am actually considering dedicating an entire portion of the next season just to this. And at the very least, dedicate a special ministry addition to dealing with self. And the panel and I, we're going to talk about that, but I think we need something that just focuses in on this because this is the critical component in my mind. But for now, let's just start the conversation. And there are so many vantage points from which we can explore self, from self-worth, to self-valuation, self-esteem, self-judgment, selfishness, to just cite a few. And so let's just begin with an overall definition of self to ground all of us, okay? Self equals your identity, your nature, your character, and or the essential qualities of any person or thing that distinguishes it from all others. I wanna say this part again, the essential qualities of any person or thing that distinguishes it from all others. That's important. The concept of self centers around how someone thinks about, evaluates, and perceives themselves. Valerie, put that in a nutshell. Okay. It's what you believe about you. Your perception of self with everything I just said is simply what you believe about you. Now, psychology would add to my definition, the concepts of the totality of the individual consisting of all the characteristics, the attributes, whether you are conscious of it, unconscious of it, whether it exists in the physical or mental. So the perception of self, you could be governed by something you are very conscious of or you could be governed in your perception, your POV point of view by something you are completely unconscious of and yet how you see you is being directed by that point of view. And so panel, I wanna get into this with them. I just wanted to set that up for a minute. If by definition, self, let me say it's differently. Self, by definition, emphasizes being distinct from all others, right? I just said that. The essential qualities of any person or thing that distinguishes it from all others. So if that is true, and it is Why do we spend so much of our time striving to be the same as others? If the whole essence of self is the distinguishing qualities that Valerie has versus Worlea versus Janine, why do we spend so much time trying to be the same? morphing ourselves into these unrealistic expectations. And Janine, I'm gonna start with you. Here's my question. Why do we resist embracing, let's just talk about body image because that's part of self, right? That we see that on social media, everywhere we look, that's everywhere. So why do we resist embracing the distinctions in our own bodies? And can that be harmful to us?
1: Wow, Miss Val, I love this subject. I keep saying this every time we record, I love the subject and we just keep, I'm just loving everything. And this is such an important thing to talk about because most of us are, are, we enter the world and we're individuals, but as we experience our growth and development, we start to see that it's easier to be the same than it is to be different. And even little subtle nuances happen, and they affect our cognitive thinking. They affect how we move in the world. And then those impressions and those beliefs in our bodies can have a significant effect on our health. So let me share a little bit about what happens. And this, as you were talking, it really hit me. Um, Two things came to mind. The first one is the Carl Jung quote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And part of our work as health coaches is working with people to see what programs are running in the background that they're not even aware of, right? So there's a lot of consciousness conversation. And then the second thing I think about, too, is when I think about all of the people I know and love in my life, there's one you in the world. There's one you. And without that, something is lost, right? And I I say that to people all the time. Like I appreciate your (laughs) you-ness, you know? Um, but let's talk a little bit about why do we ab- resist embracing our distinction? So this brought me around to doing a little bit of research on self-love. And it's so important for us to understand that this kind of love is key for our mental health, right? And our mental health, everything filters kind of down from there, right? Um, it can it can result in if we're, if we're not mentally healthy, if we're thinking thoughts that are more negative than positive, and I'll get into the the, the physiological effects of negative and positive thoughts. Um, but we can have just on the surface, anxiety and depression and thinking about our own health and well-being and our self-talk can actually imp- increase our responses to things and keep, can keep things like anxiety and depression at bay. Um, as well, if you, if you, if this is, I'm talking to our listeners, if you work too hard, are constantly striving to surpass yourself. Are never satisfied with yourself. Are a perfectionist. You may be at a higher risk for physical and mental illness. And the dangers of not embracing you include: Are you ready for this? Shorter lifespan, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic digestive issues, fibromyalgia, eating disorders, depression, and mood disorders. Also, fascinatingly enough, according to the research, recovery from things like heart That's
0: disease. Oh. And long list.
1: Yep. Uh, Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: That's the shortened version for the. All of this this is the shortened version, right? Yeah. Would you? I see you shaking your head. Would you? That's Mm -hmm. a ridiculously long Mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. Things that can go wrong physiologically. Yes. Because we have a wrong perception of who we are and strive, and we are actually working against our normal, right? Against who we are. We're putting all of our energy in working against what we were naturally created and born to be. And Absolutely.
1: because of
0: that, we are setting up this scenario where what I heard was we are eroding the foundation upon which our entire, our entire life and health and well-being has been anchored. We are eroding that and allowing in this these contaminants into our life.
1: Great word. And they
0: show up in a form of the list you just went through.
1: That's right. And you know too, I I like to say to people, imagine yourself entering a room full of all different people, right? And you are your own secret sauce right? And if you can get a handle on what your secret sauce is, you're literally unstoppable, right? And thinking about what you bring into that room that no one else is capable of bringing because of your particular DNA makeup, which is 100% unique in all of the world, right? So I encourage people, do that, do that self-inspection, self-introspection. What is your secret sauce? What do you bring into the room, right? Um, as well, if you find yourself in comparison mode, a lot, giving yourself a hard time internally, having negative self-talk. It creates a global inflammation all all over the whole body, right? Really, really fascinating stuff. So I could go on.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Wow! Thank you. That that was really good. Well, Leah, why do we resist our uniqueness, (laughs) ma'am? what is happening? And Neen set this up. I got a part two question for you because she just said it. Why do we spend so much time comparing ourselves to others, right? Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. start with what, what's up with this resistance to yeah. our uniqueness and then this overwhelming need to compare ourselves to others. Talk to me about this.
2: Sure, good morning, everybody. Thanks again, Val, I um, really do um, appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation, to be a part of this conversation, to learn from this conversation, right? And so um, this is uh, such a um, you you talked about it. It's such a paramount issue to um, our just our well being and how we move through life. Is this understanding about ourselves? And so I think that that the the initial question why do we resist our u- uniqueness is that we don't take the time or we haven't had um, others during our coding years, during the years that we were raised, being developed in our environments. There wasn't a voice that encouraged us to express, be expressive of who we are with guidance, right? So that they are there to guide, to kind of keep you from, you know, danger in terms of our expressions and exploration and all those things. But I think ultimately it comes down to this, that we lack, and you kind of hit on it, we lack fundamental awareness, we lack the fundamental awareness. Life is about building blocks. Yeah. And you know that if you miss some steps, if you miss some blocks, you really have like this cavern, um, this this huge cavern between where you stopped and where you are because life continues, right? If you get the lesson, you get the lesson. But if you don't get the lesson, you're going on without the lesson, without the understanding. And so we have this, I'm, I'm very I'm very emotional about this particular subject. I because, too. Yeah, I spent the balance of my days, right? I'm getting ready to be 60 years old. And I don't know, maybe in the last eight to 10 years, have I begun this journey of even like, like understanding that that's a real thing. You a thing. are a real, you, you're you uniqueness, who you are, what God has called you into the earth to be and to do and to say and to be around people and who you are to network with and um, who who you should marry um, that would bring forth the children that, I mean, just everything, everything, everything starts with this uniqueness of you. Where does that come from? It comes from a fundamental, a lack of a fundamental understanding of where we come from from. We are the creation of God. He created us. He uniquely created us in his image and after his likeness. And so when we don't have an understanding of the one that gave birth to us, the one that created us, then we lack the understanding about who we are. And we can spend years years and years and years and years and years and years, walk through conversation after conversation after conversation, even have therapy session after therapy session. But if we do not have this Fundamental awareness of how we came to be, then we won't get to the full breadth of who we really are. And so that's how I answer that first one. All
0: right. Oh, listen, I'm about to stack a soul sweep on it in a minute because that's that's just how I'm feeling it right about now, right? This is so real. And when we have those gaps as you talked about, right, these caverns, we start to, so think about it this way. When we're building a house with bricks, there is more. There is the brick, then there is the mortar that runs in between the bricks that hold them together. And the image of self is the mortar that holds it all together. And when we are missing that, Cement yeah. that connected tissue that holds it all together. We start filling it with substandard mortar. We or start allow- or standard substances to try to hold this thing together.
2: Or allowing other people to fill it.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. They or put allowing theirs in.
2: Yeah, because you allowing- don't
0: have one, so they put theirs in, right? And mm-hmm. so this, oh my God, let, 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 let's keep going. I'm, I'm gonna.
2: And let, so, so just one more thing, if I could, this absolutely. whole thing about comparison, right. Mm-hmm. Even when we don't know it and sometimes it's not other people feeling it. Sometimes we reach out, out for what we perceive in others as a measure of success. And because we have this innate this innate desire to be successful and to do good. Oh, they're doing good over there. So let me be like that. Let me say it like that because I see that this is the outcome of them saying it like this. This is the outcome of them doing it like this. This is the outcome of the career path that they chose. This is the outcome of where they live or whatever the case, we are constantly, and listen, It it is no help to us that our society is a branded society. It is no help to us.
0: Well, well, that's a whole nother episode by
2: itself. (laughs) It is a branded fr- society from names to personalities, to what we wear, to the makeup that we put on our faces to and we and and what what this whole branding thing has done has disallowed us the um, freedom and the Liberty if we don't take it um to be unique and ourselves.
0: Absolutely. absolutely.
2: yeah. So, what do you what do you think, Val?
0: So, I agree with everything you said and Janine said, and now I want to add to it. I believe it is also the reason that we don't embrace our uniqueness and we compare ourselves is a function of our own self esteem and our own ability to value, <laughs> give value to self, right? And so, esteem. Let what is that? When I say self esteem, esteem is the combination of three things mm. self confidence, self competence, mm. and feelings of belonging. Mm. Self confidence. Self-competence, so confidence, I can do it. Self-competence, I have everything I need to do it. And feelings of belonging, I am in a space that's safe to do it. Self-esteem, that's esteem, those three things. Value is the assessment of worth, worthiness, and importance. That's meaning, value, how you assess your worth, your worthiness, your Mm -hmm. importance in this world is what gives meaning to your existence. And when those two pieces are dysfunctional, this is what happens. We start assessing ourselves inappropriately. We are. We become people who are weak and without emotional and physical strength when we misassess our value and we allow others to assign that value to us. When we don't see ourselves as confident, competent, and belonging, we start to adapt to whatever is around us in order to compensate and that's what makes it exhausting. And I'm gonna use this example because this is my own example of how I felt it at this season of my life. It's like having the foot on your neck and the silent scream of I can't breathe. And I remember The visual of that, when I saw it happen to George Floyd, I had this mental, like, oh my God, that's what it looked like. I know what it felt like, but this is what it looked like. And that's how many people are internally right now. And that feeling of I can't breathe, that silent scream, I can't move, I can't break out of that. That feeling is the weight of the trash. You are buried underneath it. And it is like a foothold on your neck, pressing your life, your health, and your strength down. But there is something on the other side of it that's good and refreshing and vibrant and will allow you to thrive. So that's why I think we resist our uniqueness because we don't know that we are confident. We don't know that we are worthy of good and we are of a high worth and that we are important to the grand scheme of life itself. And so how can, how can we begin to eliminate this component of trash? And I got to start with the soul suite because there is no other place to start than there. So this is an alert. I'm going to put you on high alert. If this part bothers you, just put it on mute for a minute. And in 45 seconds, you can come back to the rest of the conversation. But for now... This is a soul sweet moment. You need to shift your value point and gain some insight. Stop looking around at all the others and look within. The blueprint of who you are is inside of you. And it was placed there by God before you were ever born. He decided what he needed in the earth at the time that you would show up. And he encoded his DNA. His glory is in print. You want a trace element that'll work for you? There are trace elements of the glory glory of God running through your life but because it's buried under all of this trash you can't see it and so it's imperative that you discover it and this is the moment to do it there will be a shift in how you see value and embrace yourself when you connect To the blueprint of God, his word said we were created in his image and in his likeness, let us make man, let us make this human creature in our image and in our likeness with a light and a glory that is to be reflected in a unique and marvelous way. And if he wanted every single one of us to look the same, be painted the same, he would have never come up with color. He would have never come up with blues and reds and greens and yellows. He wouldn't have made diversity in the flowers and in the trees and in the grass. There would be no diversity in the types of clouds that exist. There would be no diversity in anything that we see in nature. If he wanted clones, he would have created clones. You are a unique hand painted, fearfully, wonderfully made, creation marvelous work of a divine creator. And it's time to connect to that. Okay, so maybe that was a minute and if you came back in early, okay, okay. But that's the truth and that's what will sweep your soul clean. Janine, Rural, comments
1: on that. I am jumping in, man. I am super excited. Um, This brings me to one of my things that it's almost a mantra. Thoughts are things. If you think you can or think you can't, you're right, okay? So you are your biggest cheerleader, self-believer, lover, friend, compassionate listener. We attract what we are, right? And a Korean proverb that I, I, I found for today's recording Uh, says words can be a seed. And if we translate that into English, it says disaster comes from the mouth. That's the translation. And this proverb warns us that speaking or ever thinking negatively can greatly affect our physical and mental health. So much so that we know that positive thoughts and thinking, and we we can raise our EQs, right? We can't change our IQ, but we can raise our EQs. And that comes with practice, right? Thinking positive thoughts affects neuroplasty. Every thought releases some type of chemical. Positive thoughts, right? Cortisol decreases, increased serotonin, creating a feeling of well-being, right? And her book, Focus, The Hidden Driver of Excellence, Diane Goldman states that prefrontal positivity results in better cognitive flexibility, creative thinking, faster processing, and allows for metacognition, which means that we're aware of our own thoughts. Negative feelings, the brain draws precious metabolic energy away from the prefrontal cortex, right? Reduces cerebellum activity, which could let sort of contorts your balance, right? Working relationships and speed of thought. I could go on and on, right? I could go on and on. But thoughts are things, man. What we water in our mind grows. I love this episode.
0: Awesome. Well, Leah. Well.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm going to get my broom and I, I, I got to bring out my broom. I got to bring oh, out my broom on it on. Since, since since uh my 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 friend my sister has um kind of come by with those big uh, you kind of came by with the you know the track the tr- people that that sweep the streets they have them big long, the big, long wide- yeah <laughs> them big wide long rooms. um that's kind of the imagery that i had as you were doing your little 45 seconds or or a minute or what so have have you and and while it may be um disconcerting to some folk listen this is for the folks that is not this that is, is folks, that is not disconcerting for, and this is what the scripture says and everything that Janine was just quoting and all those things, the scripture addresses all of that. The power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in the tongue. Okay. So what you speak, the Bible says, a man, as a man thinketh, so is he what's in your heart. If you think it in your heart, that's who you are. That's what's going to be. If you speak it out of your mouth, the Bible says what you will have whatsoever you say, whatsoever you say, but this is the overarching thing that i want to say self esteem that was a powerful powerful um explanation of what self esteem is and guess whose responsibility it is and this is the crux of the matter we go to other things and other people to try to get our self esteem self esteem is our own responsibility it it's is not it's self it is, self. It is self. not the responsibility the of us. that's right it's not the responsibility of others for me to get my self esteem from Val or to hide in her shadow and ride on her coattail. Listen, when I come to the table, I come just with everything that I got because what I have is what he wanted to give me. And I'm gonna bring it for such a time as this, right? Because whatever for one person, for a million people, it doesn't even matter. That's another thing about it. We just, we are so driven by the outcomes, but outcome can be just as powerful with one person being transformed as it can be with millions of people transformed because that one person, might be the president of the United States. That one person might be the next scientist that cures um, cancer. So it's about the quality of the, th- listen, Double. y'all got me started. It's about the quality oh. of the quantity of it not the quantity of it. And so we, we uh, self-esteem is our own responsibility. Go ahead and lick your wounds, put on your big girl panties and your big boy underwear, and let's go. Let's put out the trash, the fear of rejection. Put it out. This whole thing about comparison. I don't have to look like you because I don't look like you. I don't look like you. So I'm not going to put on no hair. I'm not going to put on no makeup. I'm not going to put on no clothes. I'm not going to carry no bag, wear no shoes, that makes me look like you." I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it on and expect that it's going to enhance the me that I am, the Vore Leah that is in the earth right now. That's who God wants in the earth. And I want to say to each and every listener, though you, put your name in there, whatever your name is, Sue, Billy, Sally, uh, Rebecca, whatever your name be, it is that you, that Rebecca that God wants in the earth right now is needful for such a time as this. That's about all I have to say about it. Yes, it is.
0: Yes, it is. And so I'm going to leave you with one thought to wrap this whole episode up. Okay. The
2: Wait, Val. Wait, Val. I'm sorry. There's a book. There's a book called Killing Comparison. Okay. Killing Comparison. And it's written by Nona Jones. Nona Jones, Killing Comparison. Excellent read. Excellent. you talking about killing the spirit of comparison. Read that book. She's going to get you right.
0: All right, now. Killing Comparison, Nona Jones. I'm going to get it because I'm going to get me right where I got some residue. Listen, we all here learning. Some of these aspects of what we've talked about, we've already walked the road. That's why we're having the conversation. But there's so much road still left to travel and we are learning from each other and journeying with you. I'm gonna leave you with this thought. The sum total of you is the product of what you think and believe about yourself. When you total it all up, if you look at yourself right now, your life, where it is, what you have, it is all the total of what you think and believe about yourself. So until next time, let's make every day. Trash day, and we'll see you again soon, bye now.